You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the goldfish. I think he said he's a codfish. Uh, listeners love inside jokes they can't hear or see. They yeah. really do. Yeah. And this but, is the podcast form. Let yeah, me tell I've got you. eight hashtags that were all off air. And the fact that Michael's eating a plate of cold fish as we're trying to record an important episode tonight. Yeah. I'm hungry. Big talk from the guy holding a push-up in December. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating a delicious Schwann's brand Push-Ems. 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 Oh, nice. push real good. <laughs> hey, when somebody, when somebody offers you a push-pop, you don't yeah. turn it down. When somebody says push them real good, you write down the hashtag. I understand. That. The Mrs. Illustrious graciously provided pushems for Mrs. It is now twenty. It's now twenty degrees outside. Yeah. So who are you? Who cares? <laughs> and who are you? My name's Jordan Lowe. <laughs> I am not eating a pushem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. I like that. Not eating a push-up. <laughs> we're a little slap-happy, guys. Because we're going to talk about some Riverdale. With who? Cliff Barnes. All right, I'm stuffed. Uh This is for diehard fans only. <laughs> Man, if you're still here. It said Riverdale on the title card. You're wondering, is it really going to happen? It is. Guys, it's happening. We haven't talked about it for three episodes. Yeah, it's coming right we've now. Been, I don't remember, we've I, been delinquent in our Riverdale yeah. coverage. It's really pathetic. It's sad because, I mean, this is the ri- place to go for your Riverdale yeah. podcasting. Right. <laughs> and push-ups. And push-ups. Push-ups. And we, I uh, feel like that's a very Riverdale thing. Yeah. Like, in our universe, we would call it a push-pop. Right. Riverdale would call it a push em. Right. They've got the, the, they call the four seasons the five seasons. They call triple A the triple C. That's right. <laughs> this is push-ups and push I'm, wait a minute. Put that hoodie back on there. Put some eye holes. <laughs> You're thinking what I'm thinking. Schwanz is behind the black hood. The red hood. All along it's been He's you. trying to be in the red circle, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think we're on to something. <laughs> I'm doing lots of push-ups to help my physique. <laughs> I'm going to get, get shirtless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have, just like Archie, uh, Jordan's going to be shirtless in every episode at least twice. <laughs> Okay, so we had Death Proof. Death Proof. What a great title for a movie. What a great movie they're referring to. 
Anyway, so the only real reference to that movie this episode was that we had a little car race. Very low. Had an epic car race. What are you talking about? What do we? This is three episodes was ago. That Does a anybody car remember race? what even happened? Um, not really. Until you said car race. Uh, so Jughead, Bet, Betty had marked Nick St. Clair. Yeah. In the previous episode of that, as the guilty target. I mean, this is way back. Tughead had a PG-13 grope session. We found out and the that, internet lost its mind. Oh yeah. We were like, wait a minute, what happened? That, to seriously, that actress was getting death threats? Man. That was temporary. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they only- It was just temporary. Temporary death threats. <laughs> totally cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, she said she was more into girls anyway. So what a duly noted. Yeah, Tony Topaz. I'm fan, big fan of Tony Topaz. I was hoping she would do her serpent initiation. <laughs> but I, I'm getting a Jordan shaking his head. This, this I did me. question. Uh, we'll get there. In today's political climate. Yeah, I'm we've going had all discussions in. Discussions about tenth graders. I mean, we're not running for Senate here. We ought to be a little more. Hey, they're not really tenth graders. So I don't you feel wanna... like Tony did the dance. It was temporary what? What was that? <laughs> I didn't get that hashtag. Yeah. Temporary death threats. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. Um, then we have, well, uh, Betty went to St. Clair's, uh, to, to warn them. To, yeah. So she named the Black Hood, or named, named the Black Hood. She named Good Nick name. St. Clair. To the Black Hood. Yeah. And then so she rushes off to try and warn him at the hotel, and she finds Sheriff Keller there. Right. Yeah, Good just memory. as she's talking about the hood, we get another kind of yeah. push that it could be Keller. Right. A very right. obvious, like, hey, I'm here right right at this moment. Right. What are you doing here, Betty? Well, there was a complaint. You know, Cheryl almost got Nick St. Clair. Right. Which, to the original Black Hood, he was related to the police officers. Yeah, we, we're, it almost feels like we're headed there, you know, kind of, if you, when we get caught up here. But, uh, you know, Betty still, you know, she's thinking it has something to do with Keller, so she's lying to him, so she's just there, you know, for other reasons. Um, she, uh, gets a call from the Black Hood and, Says, you know, you didn't kill Nick. And he says, well, he's not Riverdale's son. You know, oh, uh, technicality, Nick yeah. St. Clair gets off. But he yeah. liked that it shows, showed, uh, Betty's nakedness. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Her spunk. Uh, her true self. She's the judge, jury, and executioner. The real work can begin now. And she gets a, a you up text from Archie. Um, the lodges and Penelope Blossom tell idiot sheriff not to press charges. Nothing happened to Cheryl, which was totally bad for the current climate. Yes, that nothing happened, Cheryl. Shut up. And, you know, Veronica's like, uh, you were roofied. It's kind of a big deal. Tried to roofie me too. 
Um, you know, Veronica gets her hashtag Me Too moment. Yes, right. She, she finally tells the truth to her parents. Right. Yeah. Which immediately they're like, "We're not going to take any any of their money in our Southside development." Which I mean, does that are they better parents than we think they are? Do, well, are they it, really? It appeared for that moment. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> someone died in a mysterious car crash. Uh. Temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> Someone died in a mysterious car crash. What do you mean? Oh, well, the lodges. Like at the end of the episode, yeah. they're talking yeah. about. If you how... want to skip to the end of the episode, okay. <laughs> he was he was just ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where I was. Confused. I'm sorry, I'm jumping to the end. That's okay. The end of the episode. Yeah, the uh, St. Clair's getting a car crash, and the parents die. Yeah, was, uh, I. But Nick is going to make a full recovery. Yeah, of course. But right. how does it? So there's this whole thing between the serpents and the ghoulies. And basically, Jughead says, well, what are the ghoulies like? And they say, they like cars and... Yeah, we can't fight them. We need to get them on their... need to outsmart them doing what they like to do. So we're going to we're gonna race them. Uh, we got to see Betty. This was a very comic booky thing where she's working on the cars. She's a mechanic. Yeah, Who that, knew? That was always a thing in the well, comics. Well, she so. worked on the cars with her dad. Yeah. So here's what we know about All the Riverdale season. gang. If anybody has a really nice car, it's Reggie. We've seen him driving around with Archie in this, you know, souped up Dodge, brand new car. Why didn't they just race Reggie's car? Instead of the hunk of junk that Betty had to fix up. Moving on. <laughs> but basically, you know, they have... Because Reggie won't allow it. They have the race, and Archie secretly called the cops, and, you know, that's not going to make Jughead look very good, but he yeah. would, wanted to save the day and let the ghoulies get caught. Yeah, so Archie pulled that the worked. emergency brake. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question on that. What? Like a technical question about the emergency brake? Well, no. After <laughs> afterwards, when Tall Boy's like freaking out, it seems like the serpents are all teenagers, and there's no adults except for Tall Boy. Yeah, Tall Boy's way. Tall Boy is the <laughs> only freaking adult in the serpent society. Well, FP's in jail. Alice, Where's the rest of them? Alice is, you know, at the register now. She's not a serpent anymore. And we got the um, the snake charmer. Yeah. There's all these And around. that's it. It's definitely a weird multi-generational gang that <laughs> yeah. all hangs out at a bar together. Yeah. Um, and that's, what I, that's also what I want to know. Is what the age limit is to drink at. On the south side, it's anarchy, man. Oh, man. The uh, basically the only other thing we had from that episode was the the Sugar Man. We got all the Sugar Man information. Clifford Blossom used to be the Sugar Man. It kind of passes on through people. And we were trying to figure out who the Sugar Man was currently, and we end up by the end of it, it's Mister Phillips, one of the teachers on the South Side, right? And he gets arrested. Yeah. And I, I said, like "Don't trust." Him. I knew don't not to trust him. I told yeah. Jug that. Is that because he said? <laughs> No writing about drugs or the serpents. Nah, he just looks shifty. Oh, oh man, he's shifty looking. And shifty by the end of the episode, he gets, he's in jail and gets shot. Yeah, the black hood takes him down. Yeah. But my favorite part of that was Cheryl sitting by, I think by the fireplace, 
Um, and she opens this little box she has of childhood memories and pulls out the little drawing she did as a little girl of the sugar man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody has those. <laughs> we all have our boogeyman. Or Baba Dukes. <laughs> now, the note I took on this episode was, it was about 20 minutes into it. I'm like, how many sets have there been already? It basically took place in one day. And I don't, it's been so long now, I can't remember the details. But, like, they had breakfast at Pops, and then they had a meeting with the mayor, mm-hmm. and they went and talked to the sheriff, and then they went back to Veronica's house, and then they went back to Pops again. Like, then they were at the south side, they had a car mm-hmm. race. Like, in one day, they were, like, yeah. I, the, I, you know, then they get, like, six scenes in, they're having breakfast, like, Veronica's parents are still drinking mimosas. It's like, what time is it in Riverdale? Like, daylight, we have a long day to... It it falls right in with our Riverdale, like, we never know what season it is. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they spare no expense on that, as as opposed to these uh, superhero CW shows where they all just get in costume and stand there. It's like, these, Riverdale's everywhere. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how teenagers... Can talk to the bear. Like, how is that even possible? Just like the serpents, they're all on the same level, no matter what age you are. And they leave school at any time for whatever yes. reason. They yeah. they have a standing appointment. You act like these aren't good reasons. <laughs> they have a standing appointment with the mayor and the sheriff <laughs> yeah. and the newspaper. Yeah. And how the sheriff just stands and listens to everything they have to say. Like it is the most important thing. Well, what shocks me is the sheriff actually answers them and says, "Your teenage." Instead of saying, "Your teenagers," you don't understand. Well, skip ahead to this the most recent episode. Then Archie like shoved Keller against the wall. What has he? One of them like, what happened? I forget. It was one well, of the parents. We'll get there. Okay, am I, am I, am I crazy though? I don't or know. Like, you might be. I might have it in my notes somewhere. I'm trying to remember what. I don't remember that either. You don't understand. <laughs> okay, next episode. I just remember thinking, what tenth grader would, oh, would do yeah, that to an adult? Like, physical. Oh no, it was the Svensson. Oh yes, they took the janitor oh, and roughed him up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, get in there, we'll Moppy. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got so, some answers from a tenth grader. So we got the next episode was. I need a pen. Tales from the dark side, I believe. Yeah, this was an um, interesting shot episode. Yeah, now this was their. What do you want? A pen. Here's twenty-seven drawing <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> off the easel. Uh, Michael K. Easel. Michael K. Easel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Take time. Right <laughs> okay, so we got Tales of the Dark Side. So this was separate stories. This was like a, I mean, it wasn't Halloween, was it? This was weird. This, this was, was like what episode. you would think was a Halloween episode. This was a tonal shift, we'll say. Yes. Yeah, so when did, like, this happened after October 31st, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this was... Candyman in. Yeah, they did. Somebody yeah. somebody said Candyman three times, and we got... Tony Todd, Tony Todd. guest star, yeah. I so was pleasantly it st- shocked. started out from Juggy's perspective. We got the weird intro telling there was going to be some Black Hood tales. Um, there was a no to Pops, no sins for 48 hours. You guys are on notice. <laughs> no sinning. So, Betty's like... How did the Black Hood get in the police station? You know, she's, of course, super suspicious of Keller. We are very much setting up Keller as the chief suspect here. Okay, so Penny Peabody gets hold of Jughead and is like, are you opening that window? It is two degrees outside. 
That's not what Penny Peabody said. She said, FP got ghoulied in the showers. She's totally lying to Jughead to try to get him to do something. FP warned him. It's going to happen. Don't, Don't get involved with the snake lady. I have a question. What? How many people in Riverdale have green eyes? Not very many. Because... Just tall boy. <laughs> the Black really? Hood's got green eyes. Yeah. And it sounds like, as far as I know, green eyes are hard to come by. But it seems like, evidently, a lot of people got green eyes yeah. in Not this major. area. So, Jughead has to take a crate from Southside to Greendale in Archie's truck. Who lives in Greendale? Sabrini. Sabrini. So, we're on the lookout for what's going on there. We My got- first ever screenshot. What was oh, it? I, what I, was, I had to see what was on the crate. And you know what it was. What was I do. It? I do too. Go on. It said, uh, Miskatonic University. Yeah. Which is a literary reference. Yeah. To the un- not very subtle second line on the crate said via HP Lovecraft. <laughs> just right out in the open. Just yeah. <laughs> so the Miskatonic University is the fictional college a lot of Lovecraft stories are set in. Right. Like Herbert West Reanimator is a professor at this college. Mm. So like, in the Lovecraft universe, this is where a lot of these are set. So they didn't just leave it at like a nice sly little Easter egg. They actually put the words HP Lovecraft on the crate. Right. Polar Expedition, January 13th, 1923. Yeah, Mountains of Madness stuff. So basically, Cthulhu is in the crate, right? <laughs> <laughs> From now on, we're we assuming some, Cthulhu is yeah, in the Yeah, we have some crate. kind of elder god has come right. to Riverdale. That's right. And it's up to Jug and Archie to <laughs> right. Right. Of course. transport across that's, the this is And this is why we tune in. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I want. Um, so... Maybe that's what Jingle Jangle is. They like, yeah, it's from a different parallel reality. So Chuck and Archer drive it, and this had to have been a reference to a comic book here. So they're talking about uh, Archie's like imagining how they're they thought they'd live together in East Village in New York while Betty and Veronica were Park Avenue roommates. Is that not uh, from something? I believe that's Life with Archie where they ah. imagine him growing up and okay. them as, as it had older adults been. and middle aged, you know. I gotcha. Um, they get a flat tire. They got a call. They're either going to have to call Triple C. Yep. You know, you better have a membership to that. But you can't. Triple C, Candyman. Oh, they said Candyman three times. Boom. Whoa. Guys. Oh, I think we freaking broke the crate open. (laughs) We cracked it. (laughs) We cracked the crate. Oh, we cracked the crate. Oh, right on that. Anyway, so yeah, as soon as Tony Todd shows up, I just one thing we're good at is <laughs> hashtag sweatshirt. <laughs> we're going to what is it? Bad newer bus. Bad newer bus. Gosh, I brought a quarter. Um, so I had to call Triple C, or we were gonna have to call Kev. Kev's got must have a truck. Uh, Candyman stops. He's gonna take Jug and. Cthulhu, pancake mix, hashtag, you know, yeah, might, pancake. might be pancake mix. Um, he can't fit Archie in the truck. He's got too many abs, no way he's getting in there. Um, <laughs> but soon the, as, as soon as Tony Todd shows up, we're all, as a family, we watch Riverdale, of course, because yeah. that's what you do with your children. Yeah. Um, I'm like... Cover yours, I, Carly. I, yeah. I stopped and I, I was like, the, 
I said, we we have the sugar man, now we have the candy man. And my kids looked at me like I had two heads. Right. Like, what the hell is he How talking about? How is that about? different from any other? Did you right. have to explain what the candy man is? Yeah, we had to, I had to pause it. Oh, yeah. They we love had, that. Kids yeah. love that. They love it. Pause, tell them a story of old dad. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the 90s with Urban Legends. Oh, uh, so... He says, you can ride with me, I'll take you, but don't look under the tarp in the back. I got something in the back, don't look under the tarp, there's flies buzzing around it and stuff. So something's dead back there. Um, so, and he says something, somebody says something about Archie reminding him of Jason Blossom. Did that guy say it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, again, going back to the first season, I remember you making a point about this, like, does Archie have something to do with the blossoms? I mean, other than the red hair, you know, or is mm. this just a red herring? <laughs> oh man, I just came on that. <laughs> Boom. We are at our peak tonight. <laughs> We're at peak hashtag. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I yeah, can't that whole like side trip into Greendale, I, it I enjoyed weird. it, but it's like, what was the point of it? And that? at one point, I'm not sure exactly, cause it's been a couple weeks. There's a point where I think Archie's at the truck, and a bloody deer walks like the across. Zombie, the zombie, zombie deer, deer yeah. walks across. I can the explain road. that I, if you guys want. You please know, do. Please some do. Deep level explanation there. Well, we're getting there. Okay, so we had the Black Hood Radio Show reminds this guy. You know, Tony taught about the Riverdale Reaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're getting some uh, history. There used to be a Black Hood type character. Um, so we get the tire fixed. There's the font. The what? What it is? Well, Archie sees the injured deer. Right, we, Jughead sees the deer under the tarp, dead, and then we got one injured with Archie. He's getting his tire fixed, and basically, my interpretation is Archie sees this deer, that's him, and Jughead's the one under the tarp, and he has to go back and save his friend. He's the he's the one, that guy killed, is killing deer. He killed a deer, and the one's got blood splattered on it, that's Archie, that's Archie, that's the one that got away. But Archie's not going to be that. He's going to go back and save his friend and not just go off in the woods. And I'm, I'm right. Is that correct, Michael? Uh, I'm right. Levels, That's what Archie's levels, thinking. Man. That's levels, what Archie's levels. thinking. He's like, I'm not just going to be that one that got away. So I'm going to go save what, my friend. What does the what does it mean that it's terrible CGI? Yeah, I can't help you there. <laughs> I got a CW all the way. I can't help you. Um, the killing of a sacred deer. That's right. Uh, so we go, they go pump, pump gas. The guy tells the story about the Reaper and the cycle's starting again. And he wants to leave Jughead with the bill. <laughs> he's like, so the whole thing was just, he went, he's just, the whole thing was to steal his box. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want your crate. I want your bank. Jughead gave him $18. That's all he had for the gas. He knew that. What the? How's he going to pay for dinner? Archie comes walking in to save the day with his debit card. 
And That's proving the tire got fixed in plenty of time. Right. To, right. To None of this was necessary. <laughs> this is why, why yeah, this is why it's one of those Halloween type episodes. It's weird, you know. So two sinners may taste the Reaper's blade next. That's what the guy says, you know. And then when they end up delivering the crate, this is when we get the super weird German wheelchair lady and her chauffeur. <laughs> And I was Did she like, not remind you of the woman from Goonies? I, it's been so long. Yeah, since she I watched she that. did resemble that. Um, Mama Fratelli. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Mama Fratelli also wore a red hat similar to what Michael's wearing right now. <laughs> but I shared a meme she today that well trimmed goatee. Didn't yeah. sh- doesn't Schwann's make Fratelli pizza? Oh, <laughs> they make every pizza. It's Mama Mia. <laughs> So I shared a fire. meme today with you guys uh, on Messenger. Somebody put up of Clifford B- Blossom next to this woman, and it was either him dressed in drag or could have been his sister. Right. I saw the resemblance. Yeah. And then they're back at Pops, and Archie and Juggy are having an intense bromant. And, but Archie's too busy to help Jughead investigate the Reaper. He's got a, so they're just not on the same page right now. Even though he's trying, they're trying to be good friends, but not on the same page. And, uh, so we see that now Peabody, you know, Penny Peabody's gonna have, she's got a video of the delivery. And that's kind of the end of part one of this episode. Part two is, we get Josie is the title card here. She's. Alright, pl- we didn't talk about the structure of this one. Right. It was yeah, very it, different. Yeah. It's from, it's the same time frame, but all different, three different perspectives going on. Um, the first and it even cre- opened with the weird, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, voiceover. Like, this yeah. is a true story. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, from the very opening seconds of this one, it was very different tone and structure. Yeah. Josie's playing spooky on the organ at school at night when there's a killer on the loose, just like you do. We got Svenson, the creepy janitor, makes his debut. Yep. Going in there, creeping on the girls. Apparently. But he's not that creepy, really. It's no. just because it's that Halloweeny like, type of episode. But he's like, well, what you're saying is you have also had a janitor. Yeah, he's sticking up for it. He thinks he does protest too much. No, but like he comes in and he's like, oh, Joseph, let me bend over backwards and break the rules and help you. And Joe's like, Psh, whatever, creepy janitor. Like right. She gave him a lot of attitude yeah. when he was being very nice to her. So, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Were you the janitor? Or were I, you I spent, I spent a summer as a, a school janitor. <laughs> uh, Wait, what? I did. Uh, Change an episode. <laughs> I, did, I worked that? one did summer. Did you have those keys? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't the, get any keys. The big ring? Key, key ring thing? Like Pull school, off, didn't have to know. It was school, like I did painting and weed eating. What school? Uh, in the Jordan village. The mayor. The village really of <laughs> I knew it. I know. Oh, uh-huh. uh, here we go. So I was the only one who would go up in the lifty thing to clean the windows up. That's high, cause it, for you not all of you not familiar with the technical terms, lifty. it's called a lifty thing. Lifty thing. <laughs> I have no fear of heights. Uh, At any point, did anybody you. say to you, "Get out of here, Moppy"? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use a mop very often. Someone with red hair, in particular. <laughs> So, so I have I understand the plight of the common janitor. Oh, oh. So what you're I'm saying a man is of the people. During this little short, you felt like the janitor. 
Yeah, and I don't need that lip from a spoiled musician. You can't save your lip. (laughs) Just keep singing spooky. I'm here to listen. Okay, so... So, Josie's rehearsing without the uh, Pussycats. Right, that's the real crux here, is because how dare a singer-songwriter write some songs without the whole band there. Yeah, so that's going to cause a rift with uh, the rest of Destiny's Child. Um... She goes home to the Five Seasons, where she lives with the mayor, apparently. And she's back at school. She tells Cheryl she's losing her. She loses her voice when she gets scared. So yeah, just you know, like like you do. Like I thought, so, I thought it was when she was stressed. She has polyps. Yeah, when she yeah, gets scared, she gets loses her loses her voice. Um, some mystery bay leaves a bear in her locker. So. They're trying yeah. to set up Chuck. Chuck's hitting on her. Chuck's you know. back. Which, that was weird for Chuck to just show up for this episode. Yeah, but he's back and he seems rehabilitated. Yeah, you get the vibe like, he, obviously he's not the one doing this. Yeah, he's trying no, to redeem because, himself yeah. and get his life he's back He's churchy together. Chuck now. He yeah. goes to church, he, he wants to church. draw comic books. That's says. what happens with, yeah, whatever. Anyway, Cheryl thanks her for saving her from, you know, Big Little Lies style from Nick St. Creature. And then that's when the ticked off pussycats show up mad about her writing songs. And she's mad at them for interrupting her eucalyptus steam, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, to fix her voice. I remember every... After every gym class, we go in and have a nice eucalyptus. Oh, eucalyptus man. I, I just imagine how many you did on janitor time. <laughs> <laughs> you loosen the overalls, you get a good schmitz going. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> so, at, Chuck's going to give her a ride home. They stop off at Pops and do a Pulp Fiction dance. <laughs> Josie, I really am trying to be better. Come on, Did everyone catch that? Yeah, it was obvious. They did like every move from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have all seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Pops became Jackrabbit's limbs. Um... The mayor... Cliff. What? What? Mayor interrupts, ticked off, tells Chuck to stay away. Josie! You're a damn fool. Mom, what are you doing here? Check your phone, young lady. I've been texting you for hours and you're in here doing the twist. Mom, relax. Mayor McCoy, I I was just about to give Josie here right home. You? I don't want you within 10 feet of my daughter. She's been getting threat, death threats, and the last letter mentioned Josie in particular. She's, you know, needs a letter now. But during this, we, we finally, we, we see Josie crack a little bit, like, well, Chuck's being really nice to me. Maybe he's reformed a little bit. We right. see a little smile. She's You get sticky maple, do you straighten up? That's right. But it's another one of those TV things I hate, where characters just don't tell each other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all misunderstandings. But like, like okay, that. if you're getting death threat, like tell your daughter why she don't. You just can't go see that boy. Like, explain there are you have legitimate to be home reasons. Dark. Yeah. I need to know where you are. <laughs> but it's just I hate that when characters 
things oh, yeah. in you would obviously tell someone. I, I agree. Well, I will say, just take a moment. I expected that was what this show was going to be. Like, I expected Riverdale, Riverdale to be total misunderstandings and people not communicating. And while it still is in moments like these, it's not to the extent. I wouldn't keep watching if it was that all the time like I thought it would be. Um, but she denies. She lies to her mom and tells her she doesn't remember. Get, she hasn't been getting any mysterious items and she's been getting bears. Again, you'd be like, uh, I might be about to be murdered. Yeah, maybe you could communicate this. There is a murder spree going on. At least well, two a, people have been a, killed. An attempted murder spree. <laughs> Mr. Phillips and Miss Grundy <laughs> oh, okay. have been killed. Oh, we do have another body. I That's forgot right. That. Um, as long as you're not a teacher, you're probably okay. Yeah. She gets another gift in the music room. You know, which, which what was it? Yeah, you know, we had a drawing of Josie and we had a pig's heart this time. So pig's heart seems like a pretty special gift. You go out of your way for that. You gotta kill a pig to get that. Uh, is this Cheryl doing this? Yeah. Has to be. Is it? Yeah. I don't it's know. Cheryl. It's gotta be Cheryl, right? It's Cheryl. And what's our Cheryl's in love with this? Okay, what is before we go any further? Oh, before yeah, again, up to this point, did you think it was Cheryl? Right, right about here is where I was like, okay, you know, I'm thinking obviously Cheryl is into Josie, and as soon as the bear showed up, I was like, what? Why is Cheryl taking such an interest in this? Yeah. Now, if you guys will remember, go back to our last Riverdale episode. The very end, when we were, the whole shipping thing we were talking about and goofing around about, who, yep. who are you shipping in this Very important question. And I said, yeah. I'm shipping Cheryl and Josie. All right. And therefore, I named them Josie. Uh, that's, it is cemented in history. You made it happen, Cliff. Your actions. That's right. Led I, to this I all thank me. All credit to you. I'm, I'm into Josie. I would like a Choney Topaz. Well, <laughs> that's what I prefer. <laughs> Choney you, you asked me earlier how I got to that point. Yeah. And there actually is, it wasn't just out of the blue that I pulled it out of. Yeah. My daughter was, was rewatching season one episodes a while, at, a while before this. Right. And I was just happened to sit down or I was walking through the room and I noticed there was a scene with Cheryl at her locker. And in her locker was like a Valentine. That had Josie's name on it. Wow, I love that. And therefore, First season? yes, we got Josie. Guys, that is solid gold stuff right there from Riverdale. <laughs> if you've got that planted in season one and you build it to now, bravo. And again, like, does this make Cheryl the de facto villain again? Because she's kind of waver between being <sighs> villainous and trying to help the people. Well, by the next episode, she's definitely. I don't know about villain, but she's just so messed up. We're just bringing that crazy back, man. Like, yeah. She's, she's got some crazy in her that she's gonna do villainous things, whether that's in her heart or not. Right. She's gonna be that character that's, that's always why, capable of it. That's why I love Riverdale. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sing it. Um, so she gets the pig's heart. We got some more Sventon. Uh, Cheryl and Josie are gonna blame Chuck about this. You know, Cheryl's like, oh, Chuck sent us pig's heart. Yep. And, um, 
Then we had a dream where the Black Hood kills Josie in her dream. I thought, oh, man, Josie got murdered. This is great. No, it's just a dream. But there for a second, I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah, I thought thought it was really happening. Yeah, that's Riverdale is just crazy enough that you think (laughs) this stuff happens when when it doesn't. You're, you're, this is the only type of show that can pull it off that you actually, right, for a second you believe. Right. And she, there, and anything she, can happen. And there was a picture, you Cheryl. You can even ship Josie in the hood. If, if Cheryl's Hosey. Hosey. <laughs> Hoodsy. Um, we had a, a picture of Cheryl and Josie. Yeah, at the and, end of the episode. Yeah. Um, we, of that we, section. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been revealed yet until at this point we see, uh, Cheryl drawing the picture of herself and Josie. Oh again. yeah, I love me some psycho Cheryl. Yep. All we need is a little magic thrown in. Just accept it. And I, for for one, I loved that episode. I know it got a lot of heat, a lot of cris- criticism, but I thought, man, they're bringing the crazy back. Everything I yeah. love. Um, do more of this. It was different. It was. We still got a third of this episode left. Okay. Now we got it the definitely, be- yeah, definitely crank things up. Oh and, yeah. To where this latest episode, I was really excited to see where it went, and I felt it was kind of a letdown. So, see if you. Now we had the Betty and Veronica version. Um, goes back to where Betty and Jughead were laying there in his bed, and sees mm. like from her perspective. Um, Kevin's worried about his dad. He's acting like a different person. Betty's got a theory about him being a black hood, but she don't want to say anything. Uh, talk to Veronica about it. Veronica says maybe he's having an affair. His wife's deployed. This is kind of, you know, pretty shady of the sheriff here if he is. Uh, who, who, up to this point, we've been bragging on him. Like, oh, he's the best parent on the show. Right. Guess what? Where's the mayor now? He doesn't show up for this episode when we're proving he maybe isn't the best parent. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, someone killed the sugar man in jail and who had the most access according to Betty. But I did so, not shoot the sugar deputy. That's right. I did not shoot the deputy. So we had, a uh, Veronica says she's going to have a little sleepover at Kev's and check things out. And we get one of the best moments of the episode that <laughs> 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 I quickly made a, a gif of and sent to all of you. Um, so Kevin drinking milk. <laughs> so we had uh Betty and the sheriff. Yeah, Betty goes to the sheriff's office. He's got pictures and shoe prints and all this. It's not convincing Betty of anything. Veronica is over at Kev's. She's talking to Betty on the phone. She's going to tell, makes an excuse with Kev so she can leave the room. Does anyone remember her excuse? Not at this point. She had to go get a bevy. <laughs> I was like, okay, a beverage. I like that. Go get a bevy. Um, Michael's had a couple bevies. Yeah, he's had a few bevies. Uh, she calls Betty, says, uh, sheriff's, not the sheriff's office, but the sheriff's office in his home is locked. So she's like, well, go to the basement, you know, and she's a little scared, but she's going to go down there. Well, we get down there and, Sheriff Keller is down there with his shirt off, working out. Michael, could you please describe Sheriff Keller? Describe as colorfully as you would like (coughs) Sheriff Keller in his basement. Sheriff Keller was um, at the best possible physical fitness (laughs) someone could be of his age at that time. 
Did anyone know that he was this super stacked under that sheriff's shirt? He was shirt? pretty buffed. Yes, he was. was Silver Fox. Yes, he was super buffed, and she. And he didn't have a she problem said, showing it off. Either. Yeah, she told him it must be really hard mm. having point, your wife gone right I now. But he only works out for discipline. Right. And to, well, he's got a job. He needs to stay in super shape. Right. Super sheriff shape. I feel bad about Kevin. Poor he's Kev. Really he doesn't out. even know what's going on. So he, what? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> she goes back to the slumber party and stays up and watches. And the sheriff leaves in the middle of the night suspiciously. Um, and Michael's leaving suspiciously. Yeah, we find out <laughs> the next day a jingle jingle addict was hit by a train. And Betty breaks into the sheriff's home office with a bobby pen. With a bobby pen. Like you do. Because, you know. In the 1950s. You use your bobby pen. And the sheriff's been yarnwalling in there. He's got all his theories about the black hood. And he catches her. Uh, He calls her dad. Calls Hal. Um, He says, it's not me. And Betty and Veronica end up following him in the night to a motel where he meets Mayor McCoy. And they are just a couple of sinners at the motel. And they were explicitly warned not to be sinning in this 48 hours. So why was that a shock to us? Like, I don't know. They've been hanging out together. He's always at her beck and call. Like, it shouldn't have been a big shock. He's super buff. She's the mayor. She's Mayor Robin Givens. So what's what happens? So what you get? Well, I did at one point when they raided Southside High School for the gang members. I remember thinking, okay, why is how can the mayor just make a phone call and be like, hey, we're going to go arrest everybody at the high school right now? And now it makes more sense. Yeah. So we got uh, the Black Hood said, yeah, there's a lot of sin going on. There's going to be a reckoning. But who did he tell that to? He called, he called Pops. He called Pops. <laughs> he called Pops and told him. That's how you get the word out. You oh. gotta call Pops and That's have where him, they're at. Have people him announce eat. it. People got to eat. Even sinners, Jordan. <laughs> so the black hood is Pops. No. 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 Pay attention. Pop couldn't call himself. <laughs> <laughs> he star sixty nine himself. But like that's such a, that's such a like a momentous scene of Pop saying the reckoning is upon us. That's right. It's like I had to stop. Like, why did you call? And then Pop the happy music. Okay, so we're now we got one episode left here. Oh my god! It's ha- Devil's House or something. I don't know. So we finally have Jughead's back and, you know, doing a voiceover to start the episode. You know, like the Red Death from Edgar Allan Poe. The Black Hood's come to Riverdale with the grimmest of reapers looming over us. And, and what are, how are Archie and Veronica handling it? Carnal defiance. What does Cheryl tell them? Get a room, xenomorphs. <laughs> Very Cheryl. Yeah, they're just all over town, apparently. Yeah, in fact, Varchi had become the opposite of death. And it's already... Again, 10th graders just have the run of 
both houses. Oh, yeah. Archie's already got his shirt off in this episode. <laughs> Boom. They're doing it in his room. They're doing the garage. They're doing it at the Pembrook. And parents are going to be there. They're doing the tasting menu at the poor quiet. 13 courses, Archie. And so he's got all evening in front of the fire. And what's he do? He ruins it. He says, I love you. Gives her the old L word. I thought it was a little adorbs. It was adorbs, but Ronnie is ruined and cannot be involved in this love. So she's like, uh, go watch Netflix or something. So he's just going to leave and she'll text him. So he ruined it. Ruined the moment. So Betty and Jughead are at Pops. And she's asking him about the creepy truck driver talking about the Riverdale Reaper. And there was a family of four murdered. And they were going to investigate that. We had Jim and Mary Ellen Conway and their kids were killed. Tommy and Sue. So he's saying, well, that, that would make... If if the Black Hood and the Riverdale Reaper are the same, he'd be like 60 now. Right. That doesn't make any sense. And they're saying they thought back in the day that those the family was chosen at random. Their house was isolated. It's the same house on the edge of Fox Forest that Betty was taken to. Right. So there's definitely some sort of the link. devil's house. Right. So they I have need... a question. Yes. How many years have passed from the original murders until now? It's been about 40 years. And you're telling me that that house is exactly how it is. No, it's there. dilapidated. Yeah, and it was total made. garbage. No, no, no. I, we'll get there. It's just wait. They leave clues Honest. sitting out. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, but uh, Jughead's saying, well, they, they want to go to the sheriff. Well, she can't go to the sheriff because she accused him of being the Black Hood. And they're going to go to the house. Well, she can't go back there because I mean, he made At this point, it. who hasn't been accused of being the Black Hood? Right. So right. just get over it, Betty. Which, Betty, 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 just, Betty can't go to the house because he made her look in a mirror. Did, did Betty <laughs> ever say to Sheriff Keller's face that she thought he was the Black Hood? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she went in his office at home. A few minutes ago we talked about that. So, uh, Jughead's dad is getting out of jail because he did the job for Penny Peabody. So now she greased the wheels. FP's F- coming home. That's right. So, what do they do? Betty and Jughead are having to deal with FP getting out, so they're turning over the investigative duties to Varchi. Now they're the new Betty and Juggy. So, they're taking a break from the Black Hood. And uh, Veronica's like, so you want us to be you guys? So this is when we finally get to... Cheryl notices some knots on Josie's back. Oh my god, Josie, you're back. It's like a sailor's robe. What? All those tension knots? Luckily, I just picked up a new bottle of lavender essential oil. Turn around. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, girls, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know anyone was still in here. No, it's it's okay, Mr. Svensson. Oh my God, Josie, it's so not okay. Take your male gaze and your male privilege and get out of the women's locker room. Of course, my apologies. I, I should have not. Do you believe that? He should be fired and investigated. The peeping Tom. 
He's like, uh, it looks like a sailor's rope, guys. She needs to really work those out. Work them out, baby. Those tension knots. She's got a new bottle of lavender essential oils. We're going to spend some time on this. You can smirk all you want. <laughs> so we, a screen, we, got, we got a little screenshot there. Uh, what happens ruins the moment. Svenson. Freaking Svenson comes bursting Barely. in doing the, the doing the Lord's room. work. Who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> young girl. Yeah. Is this? I feel like something's going to come out. All this time we thought it was it was going to be Michael, but no, there's going to be some headline about some lower Salem janitor from 1995, and we're going to find out. Svenson comes in. He's just trying to clean. It's got to be like 11 o'clock at night at Riverdale. These Kids are always at Riverdale. Yeah, they're there at all hours. Hey, you you don't know when you need that. Eucalyptus. Steve. Yeah, exactly. He was. That's, that's why what, Spencer yeah, was, was in, there. in there. He's the like, he's like, finally, I can get my steam on, <laughs> loosen my overalls, and what do you know? There's some chicks in there. She's take your male gaze and your privilege, Jordan. Get out of Lower Salem High School. <laughs> Peeping Tom. He's been fired. Investigated. So Veronica's talking to Sheriff Kale. Keller. He's leaving uh, the lodges. Apparently some people have been getting letters from the black I did cut. walk in on a woman one time in the bathroom. <laughs> Go and get it out. You need that to was... say, I would say you need to make a statement now preemptively. But that was at the bookstore I worked at. It was oh. well after being a janitor. Oh yeah. What was she they... doing in the... Well, it was after hours and oh. it was my night to clean the bathrooms. Right. And shortly after that they changed it that only guys would clean the men's room and ladies would clean Shortly the after that specific yeah. incident. <laughs> that specific they've always incident. called it an incident. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the shadow of the black hood finally landed on the, the Pembroke brook or whatever. And, uh, you know, the lodges got a letter. Mayor McCoy got a letter. Everybody's been getting letters. Says that they're going to be targeted for their sinful ways. Dozens of households. And, you know, Veronica's like, yeah, but the problem is... We are actually sinners. We're the bad guys. Pembroke's a fortress. Don't worry. And we've got Andre. Andre's taking you everywhere. Andre and, knows martial, martial arts. And in fact, you know, we wouldn't mind seeing a little more of Brawny Archie. So Who wouldn't? Weird. And we get a flash over to Brawny Archie getting out of the shower. No shirt on still. The guy's never got a shirt on. Uh, that's all we got. We just, they just flashed over him getting out of the shower. <laughs> So then we get uh, Betty and her mom, Alice. She wants to borrow the station wagon to go pick up FP. Jughead's, she goes in and tells her mom, Jughead's a serpent now. Now, this is a great scene because I love watching Alice's... Oh, anytime FP is mentioned, yeah, there's always a little something in there with Alice. Because we've been building up for weeks that there's some kid out there that is FP and Alice. Right. I had the thought. Yeah. Go on. It could be Jughead. Uh, it could be. It could be. And Betty and, and Jughead are back. brothers and sisters. To another. Ancestral another, relationship. Yes. Another. This is what the Cooper slash Cooper, Blossom. Another do. Cooper family ancestral relationship. That's right. I have like a question. Twin ancestrals. What if Tallboy is Alice's brother? And the Black Hood? Yeah. Okay. Michael is asked, he said, he said, I have a question every time you speak. You're like, you're very, you're very polite. This evening. Yes. You're, you're allowed just, to just ask oh, the question. I don't think you guys like me this episode, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to pick and choose. 
Are you caught up on Riverdale? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm still, I don't know, this is, I know I said I'm shipping Chosie or whatever, but man, I, I'm, I can't wait for this Allison. Phallus? <laughs> <laughs> I do love how, like, they pick up Ski, and the first thing that Alice asks is, Scallus? Scallus? <laughs> It's the first, first thing she asks, Skeet, and she goes, so is it true what they say when men get out of prison? We're not there yet. Come on. We're not? Wait a minute. By now? Come He's, on. We're at the, now we're at the white worm. Oh. We got Jughead's talking to the serpents and Tallboy's being a little bitch, according to, <laughs> to Jughead. He basically calls him out. He said, that was pretty big balls. He said, Tallboy, I'm sick of you acting like a little bitch. So does and a direct quote end you up in the yes, square jar? That was a literal quote. I don't I have to pay for that. I think one. an exact quote. That's a freebie. <laughs> That's a freebie. So he's like, You've been whispering by my back, calling me half a serpent. I hate being called half a serpent. It's like I'm sick of it. It's like, uh, let's put it to a vote. If you guys think what I'm doing's wrong, I'll step aside. So Tony Topaz, big fan. She uh Puts the vote, all those, damn with Jughead. And, Amber, and all the underage people in the bar are yeah, like, yeah, we're exactly, with Jughead. That's right. All those thick tall boys should <laughs> shut up. Boom, they raise their hand, vote's over. Because Sweet Pea raised his hand, that's it. Uh, so, we got Varchie, Veronica saying, you know that thing Betty and Jughead asked us to do about going to investigate the murder house? I say we do it. Because I don't want to talk about the love thing so can't that be enough so we got fred trying to comfort archie about the love thing nobody cares and veronica's talking about to her parents and they you know they're like it's a little soon don't you think well there was a little something there too with uh between veronica and her mom when she realizes that that's something her mom never says. I lo- her right. parents don't say I yeah. love you. So yeah, we, we yeah issues. later on in the episode she finally realizes why she's got issues about that because yeah. they don't tell each other they love them. And then this is the part, Michael, you're talking about where they go pick up FP and hey, buddy. Hi, Mr. Jones. Alice. Is it true what they say about men who have just been released from prison, FP? What do they say? That they are incredibly sexually frustrated. Mom, wow. You know, Alice is like, yeah, it's true what they said. That was totally out of the blue. She's trying to... Hashtag know, balance. Take... Seatbelt, guys. Take advantage of, uh, you know... It's a different thing. Get a, get, <laughs> get, get FP riled up. So, what'd she say about? I the think she wants thing? some FP. Uh, I, I think, think she's had some I FP. I think she's had some FP. I think she wants to revisit some FP. We're not gonna tell you what FP stands for, but she says, I heard they're incredibly sexually frustrated. And, uh, Bet- Betty's like, Mom, what? Wow. Is there any character that's really changed more than Alice? Like, she seems to swing she from super... She does seem to swing. The original <laughs> early episode. Uh, yeah. She was so uptight. and So, yeah. so I, like... She's letting she's a lot of stuff changed. go now. Like, things are... Everybody's on to her. Yeah. She gets that... crack. She can go from one swing to the next moment. Like, she says that about 
prisoners being sexually frustrated, and then the next, very next line is, seatbelt on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, FP, they're in Pops again, because that's where he goes. He, FP tells her, I'm not going back to the Serpents. He spent a lot of time thinking about that in Shankshaw. <laughs> I caught that. I caught that. I love that. So, it's just going to be one last ride for his boy and him. And, uh, so let's get the drone and some stunt guys to do a long motorcycle ride. Oh, yeah. Ride. There's going to be a motorcycle ride mm-hmm. coming up. And, you know, that's, uh, FP mentions that he saw a, a he's getting his light back up, saw a help wanted sign at Pops. He may so. pick up some shifts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's going to talk to Pop. Yeah. She's like, Alice, like, what are you going to do when you start drinking again? He's like, well, actually, Alice, I'm in AA. That's what stands for actually Alice. Um, <laughs> and him lifting the pinky finger on the drip. That was the highlight of the episode yeah. for me. So, Varchi go to Sheriff Keller and say, we want to talk to you about a cold case. And we're looking for some files that were possibly stolen. He said, sometimes the cold cases, a lead officer takes those home with him. Sheriff Howard would have been the investigator. He died. There might have been some 10th graders back then who got got into all this nonsense (laughs) and messed everything up. He, he died a couple years ago. His daughter still lives in town though, Margaret. So they call Margaret about her father's cases. Her dad was obsessed with the killings. He called the house where they l- happened, the devil house. He'd go to that place for hours at night, and he lost his mind in that house. Don't ever call her again. Uh, they got to go to that house, because Archie's going to talk about love again. So they said, let's go now. So then we see the motorcycle ride. Things got ugly while FP was away. Jughead's just trying to do what you would have done. FP says, has Penny been bothering you? Well, I did a job for her. We're squared away, no problem. He said, he, he has to confess to FP, I, dad, I ran the gauntlet. Boom. Again, not telling an mm. adult things that they could help you with, right. you know, withholding all this stuff. So just promise me you'll keep writing. They're all bikered up. He puts his sunglasses on. Very next shot. Fire up the he, drone. He, now he's got, <laughs> yeah, the very next shot. And Pops, FP's got his little hat on. His <laughs> well, apron, if you notice back at that bow tie, the whole motorcycle talk, Jughead doesn't have his beanie on. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because he was wearing a helmet. Yeah. Not, this is the part where they drop the ball. You know, I, I expect full Riverdale ridiculousness. You take the helmet off, you still have the beanie. Yeah. You, you, or at least put it on. You whip it out of your pocket. Usually well, I think it's maybe pocket. a metaphor like the deer. This is finally Jughead, <laughs> nice try. Jughead opening up and <laughs> and unveiling a layer of himself to his father that right. he previously was afraid to. I like open. it. That's what the beanie was covering up right. that layer. Yeah. So no more beanie. Right. We expect no more beanie. Uh-huh. No, no. He's gonna put that beanie right. Back. <laughs> so, Josie, what what are they? Chosie. Chosie. Are setting air pops and there's gonna be a car dealership opening. Josie's going off on her own. Reggie's uncle. dad is going to pay her five thousand right. dollars for five songs. Jeez. That, uh, Cheryl says, "I just seen that's barely a step above amateur porn." Well, true, but it's five songs. So Cheryl's like, "Whatever," and she just does what 
any normal person would do just shoves her milkshake on the floor. <laughs> Clean that up, plebe. She tells FP. And uh the way you did my brother's blood. Just from out of nowhere, <laughs> yep. just savage. Hello, crazy train. <laughs> Love it. That was awesome. And now he's being demeaned by the likes of Cheryl Blossom. If you schwand all week, you'd be falling asleep with your all fat on too. <laughs> so they're going to do a retirement party. In the podcast. <laughs> uh, don't fall out the open window. So she asks Tony Topaz if she can bring a karaoke machine to the White Worm. And also, anybody else surprised the White Worm does not already have a karaoke <laughs> machine? I expected full on Four Seasons here. Yeah. yeah every every dive biker bar mm-hmm. high school establishment I've ever been to super karaoke heavy with the saddest songs <laughs> ever recorded. Yeah. To have a duet to. Let's do it. Um, you know. As soon as FP gets home, we're going to have this party. I don't think he's coming back. I don't either. <laughs> he's wandered out into the yard. Yeah, so, so he's Betty. going for more push <laughs> He's already had four. Yeah. <laughs> push-ums. Guys, push He's got two more in his hand. <laughs> is, is there caffeine in this? No. So. Just empty calories. <laughs> I've only had two things. He's been driving around a bus full of empty calories. <sighs> and bottles. Yeah, empty calorie bottles. So, Betty is letting Tony know, just so you know, I want to stay close to Jughead, and I need to... When did I Tony, to like, like jump on her side? Well, Tony's not bad. She's into chicks. And uh, who's a better chick than Betty? That's true. And so... Betty lets her know she wants to make sure she's as deep into these snake-infested water as he goes. Not to mention, Tony, who is also 15 or 16, is now running the bar. Yeah, she's the bartender. She's behind the bar. (laughs) I love it. Um, Do you like Carly watches? You point that, you should point that stuff out. Here in a couple years, you could work (laughs) in one of these places. Not until you're in eighth grade. <laughs> That's right. So Tony's like, you're telling me you want to be a serpent? Well, serpent adjacent. So Birdie laughs. Birdie, Birdie's over at the next table. Uh, Tony gives her a shut up, Birdie. Oh, sorry, Sweet Valley don't, High. Don't use the desk to push him up, Michael. You're going to mess up our sound. <laughs> you got to do the dance, Got to do says. the dance. You're going to have to do the dance. Going to get on the pole, do the serpent dance. I didn't like any of this. It's an outdated sexist serpent tradition that everybody's in on except Jordan. <laughs> I want to know who taught her the dance. She just, I think Dark Betty taught her to mm-hmm. dance. She's known ever since episode three of Riverdale season one. That's what I was waiting. I was waiting for the wig and the whole night. Yeah, I thought, there, for the I thought we to come out. I thought we would have the wig, the Dark Betty wig, but no. So, meanwhile, we got. Jughead trying to tell FP, come on, come, we're having a party, you gotta agree to do this. So he says, okay, but, you know, I'll do it, I'll agree to it. And Jughead gets a call, he says it's from Archie, tells his dad, don't bogart the egg rolls. <laughs> and then everybody knows what bogarting is. What, Michael's, Michael what Michael's doing to the push-ups right now. Yeah. Don't bogart the push-ups <laughs> there, Michael. There's plenty more. 
Anyway, he goes, he goes in really, uh, it's Penny Peabody calling him. Uh, she wants him to get a pops right away or she'll have his father buying bars. He's got debts to pay. He immediately goes there. He's like, well, I'm going to tell Mayor McCoy about your blackmailing me and who took over Clifford Blossom's operation. She's like, well, the only proof I need is I've got video of you and Archie delivering a crate of Cthulhu to the German lady. The where's the beef? Where's the beef? Wendy's lady. And, um, he's like, well, he's getting mouthy until she brings up Betty. All snakes have a soft underbelly and Betty's his soft underbelly. So. Then we get back to Varchi investigating the house Devil by Fox Devil Forest. House. And there, she's suddenly regretting throwing the gun in Sweetwater River. <laughs> Sheriff Howard's come back there. They, they're trying to retrace the steps of the killing. They killed the mother first. Then they killed the father Can in I the ask kitchen. A question. What? Can you <laughs> ask a question? Yes. Why? You just did. You've used it already. Why did they wait till <laughs> your tongue frozen? Go on. Why did they wait till the middle middle of the night? <laughs> I thought the same thing, Michael. <laughs> Before they went to the house. Yeah, go to yeah. the creepy house in the middle of the afternoon yeah, instead right. of waiting until dark. You're you're right. Good call. I like it. Because they probably didn't he didn't start throwing around the L word until it got dark and then they just let's go investigate. The kids were still in their bedroom under the bed. It was a family of four, right? Well, there's three sets of kids' initials measuring heights. So we knew there was, was, they find Sheriff Howard's notes sitting there in a box, been there the whole time. Years and years. So and we're not, we're not being led to believe Archie and Veronica are the first ones to find out there were five people in the house. No. Like, that was a, you know, the police would have known that and right. all that stuff. So, cause when it first happened, I'm like, there's no way they cracked the cold case. Right. The, the, you know, the, the clues would are not sitting have, right yeah, there. Yeah, the clues right. have been sitting there forever. Yeah, we find out later the whole, a lot of people knew about this and, there was a family of five. Uh, Alice over here is Betty party planning. Mm-hmm. She reminds her she was a serpent, and this is happening. You know she was. She's like, well, so she goes and confronts FP in his bow tie and little hat and says, if my daughter even puts on a serpent jacket, let alone does a serpent dance. Which, did everyone else think that FP looked a little wimpy? I think that was the point. Wimpy. He's at a burger joint. I gladly pay Tuesday. All that jazz. Um, yeah, well, this is, that's FP. Like, we know he's turned over a new leaf. Yeah. yeah he, the old FP would not have put on that funky paper hat. No. And taken that crap from Alice. That's what FP stands for, funky paper hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's like, hey. So clear. He's like. All the clues are lined up. So add it to the wall. He tells her, uh, you know, you could stop by. Uh, she's like, how would never come? He's like, well, why don't you just leave him at home? At home. So 
at home, and and there's a little pause there. Yeah, at home. Sexually yeah. frustrated. Why don't you just leave him? Kind of like when <laughs> the camera, the camera angle Guess switches it. at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all the way you say it. So the well placed pause. Mm-hmm. Um, he the pause was appropriately lengthened. That's right. Um, we had. Find out the name of the fifth kid was Joseph Conway, survived the massacre, the Fox Forest House massacre. And they hid his identity. He changed his name. He was adopted by another family in Riverdale, presumably yeah. enrolled in the local high school. Which, none of this makes any sense. Like, the town just covers it up. Yeah. They don't, they don't even send him to, like, another place. Everybody in town He's to know who this kid is. Like, oh, we're just going to give you, change your name, give you to another family. Makes no sense. Never talk about it again. (laughs) Leave all the clues in the old house. (laughs) Have you not watched Nightmare on Elm Street? (laughs) Push up tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jughead brings up. Or this guy is the Black Hood. He could be the Black Hood. They could have messed him up for life. He could be blaming the town for what happened. So they got to go through all these yearbooks is what the new detectives, Varchi, are getting into. Well, the old detectives don't have time for that. They got serpent parties to go to. They're going to go have a... They rented a karaoke machine. They kind of haphazardly pretend to invite them to come to the White Worm. So they go through... The yearbooks, figure out who it is. Who is it? Well, it's the creepy... It's Mr. Svensson. It's man. <laughs> yep. It's old Moppy. Mop, mop, mop all day long. And uh, this is basically what I assume would have, what happened to Jordan. You know, so they mm-hmm. could... Conf- tenth graders. Couple of tenth graders. <laughs> Rock me up a little bit. Say, so why'd you run, Mr. Jordan? And uh, no one's called me... Joe Conway in decades. He got scared. He escaped out the bedroom window when he was a kid. Hid in the woods. He could have, but he didn't. Oh, no, no, no. He, he, saw his, he saw the guy covered in his family's blood. He saw his face. It was a preacher that was passing through town. That's who did the killing. And the next day, a group of men from Riverdale took care of things. They took him to a motel and they where the preacher was staying. He ID'd him. They took the guy away and they killed him. This is a very weird story. Can I souvenir snapshot? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I wish we could have got it like a closer view of who was in that picture. I didn't screenshot it. But I didn't I should either. have. Yeah, I didn't either. And they, they, uh, Veronica's going pretty hard at, at him and Archie's like, finally like, listen, it ain't him. I have looked into the Black Hood's eyes and they're green. I got it in a green ass. It's yeah. not him. So then we got Betty kind of practicing in front of the mirror, pulls that bobby pin out of her hair, Ooh. lets her hair down. Jordan shakes his head. He's not having it. <laughs> uh, she's not really in 10th grade, Jordan. We're allowed to enjoy this. So Andre's got the car waiting for Veronica. She's going to get a ride from him because it's kind of awkward between her and Archie because of the L word. She can't say it. You and Daddy never said it. Meanwhile, we got the mysteriously... Low showing in this season of Luke Perry. Senior Archie. Senior Archie. Still can't figure out why he's barely in this season. 
is he filming something or they just written him out of the show? Recovering from a gunshot wound. Yeah, I guess. It just feels like they just didn't have anything to do with him this season. So we go to the White Worm and Jughead's doing a sweep of the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty and Alice come strolling in. They might as well have been playing a Thunder song here. Oh man, this was awesome. <laughs> Tequila! She... Alice goes up and says, yeah, Hall guy gave me the usual from years ago. And he gives her a tequila straight up. I just love how she, like, just comes walking in and everyone's like, hey, what's up? She's got it. Well, she's got her hair all frizzed out, messy like a biker chick. She's got her black leather jacket on. She's chewing gum even. Yeah. Tequila. Oh, yeah. Just just freaking straight out of grease. Hold the worm. Orders a Shirley Temple for Betty. Uh, so Archie and Veronica are going to talk about the L word again. He signed us up, signed him up for a duet, even though he's mad at her now because she can't say I love you. Going to play the great Mad World song. I love that song. Doing a good job. It's good. Finally, they're singing again. Really upbeat for a party. Oh right. yeah. Glad you're out of prison, FP. Here's the saddest. We song needed ever. this though. We needed some music back on Riverdale. I've been missing it. And I don't. I don't even. I don't like this look of the Pussycats and Josie fighting because it just feels like they're not going to perform anytime soon. And I, I like these music mm-hmm. things they add to the episodes. It's just ridiculous how they used to shoehorn them in there. So we got the old Archie back. And uh, he's singing. They get mad. Uh, no tomorrow. No tomorrow. And I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you. I find it hard to take when people run in it's a very, very mad world. Mad world. Veronica. Veronica walks up stage. He chases after. She can't do it. Black Betty comes up. She's going to save the day. Finish off the song. Starts doing the serpent dance. On the wow, pole. like her vocals were looped back. I know. I was like, I, I got that too. I was like, well, that's weird. She's still singing. Totally she's over on the pole dancing. Just like the Pussycats kept singing while they beat the crap out of Nick Sinclair. <laughs> So we got a 10th grader on the pole, straight in Riverdale. While her mom watches. God and everybody and her her mom. Alice just lets it happen. It was... Yeah. Okay. Tell us why you don't like this. It was... Everything building up to it was just awkward. In that, like... She's doing something she doesn't want to be doing. It's not... It's, again, it's striving to... You know, do something Jughead doesn't want her to do. So she's pushing that relationship into a direction he doesn't want it to go, and she, I don't think, wants it to go. And then just up there on stage where people are just kind of awkwardly looking at her. It's not like, like everyone. No one was hooting and hollering. No. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone in the room was just like, what 
is happening right Most now. Most of them are in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have trig with her. What's going on? I I I say that I think they pulled it off. The fact I mean they barely need any. Re- they try to shoehorn this in or make it make sense. And it was you know the whole middle of the song. She takes her chance to get up there. Yes, it was didn't make any sense, but it's so Riverdale. Let's give her a round of applause. So Riverdale. So FB gets up and just ruins everything. The whole point oh, of FP her piece saves the day. Yeah. Well, just the whole point of her doing it was wasted. He gets up there and, and he you know, puts the jacket puts a on coat her, on her. Yeah. He said you should never have a snake jacket on. He, yeah. He, he, her yeah. he did it right in front of Alice and starts talking about his real family and it'll be a cold day in hell before a snake lets a pig tell him what to do. And so that's it. Alice is ticked. She got that jacket on. Uh, Betty, she's like, all right, Coyote. I'm ugly. really rethinking driving my, t- my tent carrier <laughs> to this biker bar right now. Yeah. I can't believe things have gone south. Yeah. A minute ago, she was complaining because she didn't dress like a biker person. And now she's like, come on, Coyote Ugly. We're out of here. So I, th- I think any other show would drag this FP plot out for weeks of him trying to go straight yeah. and being pulled back. Literally, it was 15 minutes and like, I've got to go straight. That's he's like, what nope. I- they're pulling me back in. That's what I was referring to earlier is like, I thought I was going to get a lot of this kind of stuff drug out. Like I, I've always thought it was going to be Jughead having to be a serpent and just no one understanding, but everybody understands why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't even have to be that anymore. They really aggressively keep the story moving, which now I think this puts FP as parent of the year. Yeah. Like yeah. Taking the fall for, you know, he knows what he has to do. His life's already kind of over. Yeah. He's yeah. got to protect but, his kid. But he's, and I he's parent of the year for like a minute. And then he's like, you did the delivery, the debt. And the one thing I asked you not to do and, I'm in, you're out, and you broke my heart, Jug. It gives him the full Fredo. Yes. This was the most obvious movie reference yeah. for, this is more than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he gives him the kiss on the forehead, exactly straight out of Godfather 2. Broke my heart. So then we get... Well, I felt really bad there for a second, just because I, I remembered earlier in the episode when he was talking about going to AA, and he was cleaning up, and immediately what happens is they hand him a drink. And he has no problem just putting it right down, and he's right back into the thick of it. Yep. Yep, so we got, again, Archie and Veronica. She still can't say she loves him, so they're breaking up, basically. We got we got Betty and Jughead breaking up, because he didn't like, he's dragging her down. Nobody, oh, I yeah. should have checked those Facebook groups. I'm sure people are oh, yeah. losing their minds. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. You, you tap into that. We're not going to, but... It, <laughs> He, you know, they're, they're breaking up. So this is the kind of stuff I was expecting. Yeah. You know, constant relationship changes and that's what we're going to get. Now we're going to get the Betty and Archie. Yeah, well, I saw somebody recently praising this show for not going the love triangle route yeah. and a constantly will they, won't they, like mm. they set up couples and they've kind of stuck they have with stuck it. with it. So it's to their credit, they didn't play this card. Till way now. early and we're often. in the middle of the second season, yeah. so it's allowed. We'll a, allow it. A lot of the earlier interviews, I think it was on maybe the Tonight Show from like halfway through season one, and they had the cast of uh, River, most of the cast of Riverdale, and he, and yeah, Cher was wearing a white dress. Yeah, and and no, <laughs> that episode, not that episode, but he was talking to the actresses that play 
Betty and Veronica, and they were specifically pointing out, yeah, this is not the love triangle, Archie. I didn't, we didn't want to do that. Um, we're beyond that and past that. And then here we are, you know, a year later and we get the, the juggy talking over as we sign us out about they're all playing a game of snakes and ladders <laughs> <laughs> and they were all falling off the board into a free fall. And we see Archie and Betty look at each other in the, through the windows, re-noticing each other. And then we get the end of the episode. The happy like music and the first time you look through that window. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I did too. This I is, liked we, it. it was as Riverdale as it, as <laughs> it always is. So I didn't. <laughs> uh, clean it up for Jordan. He can't handle it. He's got a school to clean. <laughs> <laughs> if they just treats Jenner nicer, I could have, uh, be on board. I would have signed off on it. I think oh we've got gosh. one more before the holiday break. Yeah. I think. So probably some big even bigger shakeups oh, yeah. this week, hopefully. Mid season finale. Okay, we got some hashtags here. We got the uh, push them real good. Temporary death threats. <laughs> Michael K. Easel. <laughs> I can't even read my handwriting. Oh, we know Cr- which one it's gonna be. Crack the what? Crack the Crack the crate. Crack the crate. <laughs> Crack the crate. Red herring. <laughs> Lifty thing. And I like push 'em tongue. Push 'em tongue. Push 'em tongue's <laughs> gotta be I, it. Well, <laughs> before we decide on that, I just had hashtag get in there, Moppy. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag phallus <laughs> and hashtag push 'em tongue. Yeah, push em tongue. Well, we had a match. We got a match, folks. I think we all, all suffer from a bad case of push em tongue tonight. <laughs> and our listeners, they were the recipients. <laughs> we thought, how could we, uh, well, we thought this may be a 20 minute Riverdale episode and somehow we did it again. Guys. It, it is now nearly 2 a.m. <laughs> is Michael real? is asleep in his chair. Michael is out. <laughs> The twelve beers he drank during our political discussion uh, did him you in. Know what the eighth beer is made to milking. That's what it is. He's had forty six pushems. <laughs> he has got pushem face. He's got all of his well trimmed goatee. <laughs> when he gets back, has to drop the truck off. I bet they're like, stay out of the pushems. <laughs> No, he opens the he opens his, his truck door at the end of a shift, and yeah, like forty push little, him lids yeah. fall out. It's just push him sticks, <laughs> and empty bottles. <laughs> no, full bottles, full big Dollar General bottles. <laughs> oh, you can find us at www.udownwithkvp.com. Sign or, us out. He's Michael K. Easel. <laughs> He's, As always, he's too drunk for this podcast. <laughs> K. Easel is asleep at the weasel. <laughs> I'm Jordan Lowe. Janitor Jordan Lowe. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Hit the happy music. record. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. <laughs> okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Glad we saved this one until we were fresh. Oh man, oh, we're ready, <laughs> guys. We, we got, got warmed we got, up. We got loosened up a little bit. Yeah, we got push-ups hours. and cold fish.
<laughs> Hi. <there. laughs> Start your countdown again. Yeah. I gotta work it in. Uh, Woo! Uh, looks like five, me. four. <laughs> <laughs> I am Swami's life for me. <laughs> Oh, I gotta do a goldfish. <laughs> <coughs> Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.